0: <laughs> I'm trying to switch gears because we just were' just talking about like politics and the downfall of society and how social media is the cancer upon interpersonal communications and yet the only thing that facilitates them in this day and age of social distancing and like <sighs> I don't know how <laughs> help me how do we how do we switch gears how let's, do we like, let's
1: focus <laughs> let let's focus on ion cannons uh <laughs> Death and destruction <laughs> and, and, and sarcasm.
0: Sarcasm, sarcasm. Unhelpful Breathe
1: sarcasm, in. Obi-Wan.
0: Most helpful sarcasm. In and out. Okay. All right, let's just intro the show. I, let's just fucking dive in to the Star Warsness of it all and hope that it will save us from our existential, our national existential crisis. Ready?
1: Well, there. I mean, what what, uh, what better way to replace trauma with other trauma?
0: Yeah, but but brightly colored animated fictional trauma. And I Se- really, I, think that, I feel like that's valid.
1: Sexy trauma. Okay. I like it.
0: Sexy trauma.
1: Sexy. Okay. Um,
0: I'm going to intro the show now. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, Anyway, we're gonna, we got a lot of ground to cover, so we're gonna do an intro to the show in five, four, three, two. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man talk about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and I would really, really like to escape into a galaxy far, far away today. How about you, Chris?
1: I am in total agreement. My name is Chris. I am the homosexual of the podcast, apparently. And Stephanie... That's your plan. Mm-hmm. Just fly there, land, hope they don't <laughs> spot us, and walk in the door.
0: Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the plan, oh. fucker. <laughs> okay, so what we're doing on this show is we are watching the entire library of Star Wars visual media in chronological order. Uh, if you want to catch up with us, we got our old episodes are out there. Um, where we are right now is we are. Getting into season one of the animated Clone Wars series, uh, we have encountered ourselves our first uh, story arc within Clone Wars, and that is the Malevolence arc. Yay! Yeah, so today we are covering season one, episodes two, three, and four. The, the All three episodes dealing with the Malevolence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot to cover. Um, so I'm thinking we could just break it down by episode. Does that work for you? I love it. Okay, so the first episode we're going to talk about, episode two, Rising Malevolence. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, Belief is not a matter of choice, but of conviction.
1: Ooh. And
0: your lotto numbers are... I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So does that mean I've something? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is the most fortune cookie-ish of the fortune cookies so far. So far, yeah. Do you have the uh, opening announcer bit? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I'd have to do three of these, which is fun.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here go.
1: we go. The Clone Star fleet is under siege. <laughs> Dozens of Republic warships have been destroyed in merciless surprise attacks and leave no survivors. Rumors spread of a terrible new Separatist weapon. In the face of growing fear, the Jedi Council sends Master Plo Koon to hunt down the menace before it strikes again. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, right off the bat, we have a new Jedi.
1: He is new. I, I, so, was okay, first question. Was mm. Plo Koon in Attack of the Clones?
0: He was. Okay. He is a, a veteran of the Battle of Geonosis. He was there. Okay, okay, and I'm just making sure. Cause
1: he, I, I was having an argument with a friend of mine, and I I told him, I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw Plo Koon was in the... Uh, old tabletop role-playing game about star wars for those of y'all that are huge <laughs> huge huge nerds there is a mm-hmm, D esque mm-hmm. game for star wars where you can pretend to be star wars characters blah blah, blah. and that's where i my that was my earliest memory of plocoon
0: mm-hmm. but the picture of him i believe in that book was of the live action actor in full makeup Got from it. the movie um so yeah plocoon uh was a did exist in the movie-verse of Star Wars, but he had, like, no lines. He didn't do a whole fuck of a lot. So uh, Dave Filoni was given free reign, basically, to to flesh this guy out. Mm. Um, I did some research on Jedi Master Plo Koon. Would you uh, like to hear some I would love... Uh,
1: story time.
0: <laughs> story time. Okay, Jedi Master Plo Koon uh, in this series is voiced by James Arnold Taylor, the same guy who does Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, and the first time that we meet him, he and uh, Ahsoka greet each other via uh, the hollow communicator with Kotoya, which is a Keldor greeting. Um, now, originally, I was saw an interview with Dave Filoni um, that uh, originally... Plokoon was only going to speak Keldor. He is a Keldor. They hail from the planet Doran. Uh, he was only going to speak his native language, and they were going to be subtitling him. And so, Dave Filoni's wife, whose name I don't know, which is terrible, I should be able to name check her. I'm so hey sorry. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's Stephanie here. I'm just going to interrupt past me real quick. I'm in the middle of editing, and I heard this bit right here, and I had to stop everything and do some quick research on Anne Convery. She's a badass, fascinated by languages and cultures, especially witches, particularly the witches of Dathomir, about whom she wrote a short story which you can find in the book Star Wars The Clone Wars Stories of Dark and Light. She's an enormous inspiration for the entire Clone Wars series, so much so that the pretty little light sign owls that you see here and there watching and guiding our heroes, those are called Convores because they're named after her, Anne Convery. I absolutely recommend following her on social. She's a goddamn delight. Oh, and uh, Dave Filoni is lucky enough to call her his wife or something. Anyway, back to the show. She is big into languages. And so they sat down and they like wrote out all of his dialogue in Gaelic. And then they flipped it backwards just to see how like that would sound. And but then they realized as the script continued to develop that he was going to have a lot of really important conversations with the clones. So maybe that should just be in English. or galactic standard basic uh so that the only thing that survived from all of that work they did was kotoya Mm. the greeting that he gave as far as keldors themselves they cannot survive in an oxygen-rich environment hence the breathing mask and the thing that covers his eyes
1: so what is he breathing
0: i don't know other stuff there's like a filter on there it's the oxygen that's a problem But since everybody else around them needs oxygen, uh, he's just going to go ahead and wear a mask.
1: Well, it comes in handy when you have to go into space.
0: (laughs) That's a thing. Uh, Keldor naturally have a super thick skin that allows them to survive in the vacuum of space for a little while. Mm -hmm. So that's handy. That, That comes up. That's nice. Um, Also, uh, Plo Koon, at the top of this episode, is the commander of the 104th Battalion, the Wolfpack Battalion, so named after their commander clone, uh, Wolf, whose CC number I did not catch. But fuck it. His name is Wolf. So it turns out uh, we will learn over the course of the series that Plo Koon's clones are very punny. Oh, my God. Uh, So they're like, Wolf's name is Wolf. We're the Wolfpack. And this will continue. Oh. And they have like a wolf on their helmet. You can tell that they are the 104th because they all have like a stylized wolf painted on their helmets. Yeah, no, they're into. It. I don't know what they're gonna do if Wolf dies. <laughs> it's just all the commanders of the 104th uh, named Wolf. Now that's you have to change your name so that oh. we don't all have to repaint our helmets.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter because these are the guys that are gonna ultimately uh, blow Plo Koon out of the sky. In out of, a, the sky. Yeah, out the of the sky, over <laughs> Coruscant. Don't, uh, don't, no.
0: But dun, dun, dun. That, is, that is a few years in the future for Jedi Master Plo Koon. So True. Uh, he is our new Jedi this episode.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, uh, so they're looking for a weapon, the malevolence, which...
0: Yes, there is a mysterious weapon out there in space that is destroying everything and leaving no survivors. And so let's send just Plo Koon and some ships to go and look for it.
1: Well, they sent, they sent three, uh, mm-hmm. th- whatever they're called. They're not Star Destroyers, but they're mm-hmm. the uh, capital ships.
0: They are Venerator-class heavy cruisers.
1: Mm-hmm. So, they're
0: the, the ones that look like baby Star Destroyers.
1: Baby Star... Yeah, but they're the same size, aren't they?
0: Baby Star Destroyer... Baby Star Destroyer... <laughs> no, you're not going with me on that?
1: No, uh, sorry. <laughs> baby
0: Star Destroyer... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're not going to do that tonight.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I'll try and save some of my dignity and cut that out of the episode.
1: Nah, we have no dignity. Nope, no. Nope. I'm uh, going to leave it in there. Yeah. So the uh, so a friend of mine uh, a long long time ago, one of the first times I saw uh, this series with friends, uh, somebody in the group happened to be from Portugal. Oh. So he misheard the name of the system which is the Obrigado system. Uh-huh. And and he thought they were saying Obrigado.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: so and so he said to me, "Why are they in the thank you system?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and ever since then I I just can't get that out of my head. So every throughout this whole throughout this whole arc <laughs> I was like, "They're in the thank you system." <laughs>
0: that's it update the cannon. they are in the thank you system that is what it's called now i wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't intentional because it was one letter off
1: oh i'm sure it's the
0: abrigato system yeah God bless them
1: <laughs> thank you for thank you for blasting my ships with an ion cannon and blowing me away thank you so much
0: right so so let's talk about the malevolence
1: i want it oh
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hot it's,
1: it's so hot. hot so, it's so uh it's you know on first uh, first appearance, it looks very similar to the other droid capital ships, but then like they really start to demonstrate the scale not so much this episode but I think in later episodes mm-hmm. when grievous is uh jumping into train uh onto trains to get to other parts of the ship and shit like that
0: yeah, no, it's fucking huge um. Would you like to know its its vital stats? Because I geeked out pretty hard on this. Oh,
1: damn. Okay. How many hit <laughs> points does it have, Heather?
0: <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, but it, it, the Malevolence is a Subjugator-class heavy cruiser. Because when you're the bad guys, you get the badass names. It is a Subjugator-class yeah. heavy cruiser. That's just the brand. That's like Nike. It's the Subjugator. You know? Okay. Um... It is 4,845 meters long. It's the largest warship fielded in the Clone Wars period. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we're meeting it right off the bat. They don't go this big again. Uh, it is about four times the size of the Republic warships. Mm-hmm. It's, it can carry a crew complement of about 23,000, and it can carry, in addition to that, about 60,000 passenger droids. Hmm. and that 's just that 's just boots on the ground, metal droidy boots on the ground that doesn 't include all of the fighters that it can carry and the vulture uh, droids that it can carry, etc, etc. As for weapons, oh the weapons uh, there are is of course the dual mega ion cannons mounted on either side with which it can fire a giant circular ion blast, take out all the power and any ship that it 's pointed at. But in addition to that, once it's taken out the power, it will destroy you with its 500 dual turbo lasers, 20 forward turret mounted twin heavy turbo laser batteries, 20 forward turret mounted twin medium turbo laser batteries, 200 dorsal port, and st- Starboard turret-mounted twin light turbo laser batteries, 400 turret-mounted point defense twin light laser cannons, 10 forward-mounted proton torpedo launchers armed with five torpedoes each, and two forward-mounted heavy tractor beam emitters and a partridge in a pear tree. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking much. Like... They were like, go, go all the way big or go home. Like, what are we compensating for here?
1: Well, it's so
0: much. That's a lot of guns to bring to a situation where you are shooting ships that can't shoot back.
1: Yeah, so I, I think we need to be a little kinder to uh, General Grievous, who, by the way, makes no his we debut, don't. right? This oh, is... we
0: don't. We do not need to be kind to Grievous. Heather, he doesn't have a dick. I don't care if he does. Okay, that may be the source of a lot of his issues. Yeah, maybe right what there, But we don't need to be kind about it. As we will see over the course of this arc, he deserves zero kindness at this stage in the story.
1: I like him so much.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> I know. I know you do, but it's because you have this issue.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have many issues. I have so many issues. Uh, like,
0: there, there's a problem here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... So yeah, General Grievous. This is his first appearance, I believe, in the Clone Wars series. It is. Yeah. yeah. So he just shows up, and he's awesome, and he's all, "I am evil, Grievous." Blah blah blah. And Count Dooku, is, except he
0: pronounces his name correctly. He says Grievous. So,
1: Grievous. Okay, General Grievous. <laughs> I, I, I see the it. eye, and my brain's <laughs> like, you need to pronounce it. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, Count Dooku is micromanaging him, shall we say? Yeah.
0: Uh huh. A little bit. A little bit.
1: Just a little bit. Uh, so his man, uh, the general's managerial style is uh, one I admire.
0: <laughs> Hands on, uh, pugilistic.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: These are these are words that could describe it. Yeah. No, he. If you, as a droid under his command, irritate him in the slightest, he will punch you until your head falls off. So yeah. that's fun. So you've got Dooku and. Uh, and Grievous on the same bridge of the ship. Duke was actually there in person, uh, and they're bebopping around the thank you system. And Plo Koon sees him, and Plo Koon does something that nobody else has done up to this point. Before he gets too close to this gigantic fucking ship, he radios back yeah. and lets people know where he is.
1: At a higher level, he does something reasonable.
0: Yeah, Plo Koon is. I really like Plo Koon. Mm-hmm. Like he's so he's so reasonable and so kind. And so, not a fucking sassbag like my favorite, and just, ugh, I like Plo Koon. So he does the smart thing, and he radios back, and he's like, hey Jedi Council, I found it. And then they lose contact.
1: Malevolence rolls up on all three of the uh, cruisers uh, and destroys them. Uh, Plo Koon's like, shit, we're gonna die. Everybody to the escape pods, and mm-hmm. uh, the ships are destroyed. They escape in the escape pods, but unfortunately... Unfortunately or maybe fortunately uh for Plo Koon's escape pod they have zero power.
0: <laughs> right. So uh this is where and then and then the malevolence deploys hunters to go hunt down all of the escape pods and kill all of the survivors, which is where we have our first war crime.
1: Oh, oh yeah
0: of this of this arc you can't do that you can't do that when when people are fleeing and they are disabled and they're just on life rafts you have you gotta go you cannot fire on on helpless people like that it's not okay pretty sure that would get you prosecuted in a court of international law once again luckily there's no gene geneva conventions uh and this galaxy um so they send the hunters out, and the hunters are looking for power and and life signs, I guess. Mm-hmm. And
1: and they fly in a ship that looks like a uh, <laughs> a, uh, a a juicer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it does look like just like a little juicer, and because they're droids, there's like there's no life support or anything on it. There's not even like a bubble. They're just they're little battle droids piloting this, and while they were going around, uh, merrily opening up. <laughs> life pods and just spacing the clones that were inside like it's just doop 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 i thought of you
1: what what what, what, what why me what a, i've never spaced anybody before have i
0: no but i i you tell me are you going to tell me tell me to my face right now that you did not giggle your ass off when the droids were literally humming happy little songs while they were cutting open these escape pods and murdering
1: people uh I would like to uh, plead the fifth.
0: <laughs> you cannot.
1: You cannot. <laughs> okay. It look, happened. look. They, look, they look.
0: actually cracked open a, an escape pod, and as these poor clones are gasping their last in the vacuum of space, they go. Whoa.
1: Okay, you uh, see, you just exposed me right now. So just laughed at it. When you just cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, look, the a real battle thing. droids steal the show during this whole trilogy.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, the 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 Plocoon and the three, four, the uh, clones three. that he's in. The, is he? He's in there with three. Yeah, seeker, uh,
1: boost, yeah. and Commander Wolf.
0: And Commander Wolf. Commander Wolf has no armor, by the way. He's just in uniform.
1: Which sucks. So,
0: <laughs> Inconvenient, but they were in a hurry. Uh, so, fun fact. So they're trying to get power restored to the escape pods so that they can live because they're going to run out of air. The dialogue between Boost and Sinker while they're trying to repair the power, did you recognize it? No. It is, it's lifted uh, directly from Empire Strikes Back, where Han Solo and Chewie are fixing the, (laughs) the falcon. It's just a little exchange of like, does this go there? Well, maybe if we put it there, like that whole exchange between Han and Chewie, that dialogue was lifted and given to these two. Yeah.
1: I remember, I remember Commander Commander Wolf saying something like, oh, and the air is quite uh, stale in here. And Cinco says, it's Booster, he doesn't bathe, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> why do you know about his bathing habits i know Super? i know
1: oh my god <laughs> i watched so him gross while he's no
0: <laughs> no <laughs> okay 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 do you have any favorite scenes other than the clones hitting on each other inside an escape pod do you have any favorite scenes in this episode
1: oh my gosh well let's uh <laughs> let's start let's go back to uh when uh, anakin is telling the uh, jedi council and chancellor palpatine about everything that's happening and mm-hmm. Ashoka's all, no, we have to help them. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> Palpatine is like, oh, she is uh, 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 so brave uh, to speak up like this for one so young. And I'm like, you dick.
0: You, <laughs> you're so gross. But also that, I think, is one of our red flags, our Anakin Skywalker red flag counter. Oh, yeah. Where Anna- Anakin is straight up teaching his paddle on how to lie to the council so that they can go off and do whatever it is they want to do, which in this case... Luckily, was go rescue Plo Koon uh, from floating in space mm-hmm. because the Jedi Council did not want to go do a rescue mission. They're like, nobody fucking lived. Don't even try. Stay on target.
1: Yeah. Anakin's basically all, you know, you have to lie to him to do this shit. Yeah. You can't just like be yeah. honest with them. <laughs> it's
0: not what you say. It's how you say it. Just go off and do whatever you want. Anyway, what are they going to stop you? You have phenomenal cosmic powers. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Let's get on board the Twilight. Shout out to the Twilight. Yep, He still has it. From uh from the movie. Uh and uh from the rescue of Stinky. Uh, Yeah, yeah. They just they just go off and do whatever the fuck they want to do. So um I'm not sure if that's a red flag, but it is certainly like something that the Jedi Council should not continuously be like, Oh Anakin.
1: Yeah. He's gone
0: off and done his own thing again. Well yeah, so So
1: Obi-Wan calls Anakin's uh uh fleet commander, I forget I forgot his name. And it's all, hey, where's Anakin? And all the commander says is, well, he thought it best to redeploy the fleet. Which <laughs> typically means that you're going to readjust all of your capital ships and where, how uh, your, uh, you've your fighter protection, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But that's actually, I love how that's actually code between him and Obi-Wan. <laughs> Anakin's gone off and done something fucking stupid. <laughs>
0: Anakin's doing his own thing. Well, yeah. and the thing is, Anakin still sent his fleet Oh, yeah. To go and do what the fleet was supposed to do. He and Ahsoka hopped in a ship and grabbed R2, hopped in the twilight, and took off towards the the thank you system.
1: Yep. So, uh, oh, uh, so, so uh, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda are meeting with Palpatine. And Palpatine's all, so how are things going in the thank you system? And... <laughs> and uh, and Mace and Yoda are being Debbie Downer. They're all, oh my god, they're all probably dead. We have to fear the worst, blah, blah, And mm-hmm. Obi-Wan says, well, actually, my <laughs> former Padawan has gone off to do his own fucking bullshit again. <laughs>
0: I can't imagine where he gets that. I don't know. It yeah. wasn't. Who raised him? Yeah. Hubba, hubba,
1: hubba. In fact, Palpatine's like, Un- under whose order did this happen? And uh, Obi-Wan's like, bitch, you know the answer to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His own fucking orders. Yeah. There was a moment when, uh, when Anakin and Ahsoka are walking away, where Yoda watches them walk away. And he says, my favorite line in this episode, which is...
1: Twice the trouble they have become. Like, duh. Hey,
0: Yoda, this was your idea. This could go, pairing Ahsoka up with Anakin could go one of two ways. The way you think it's going to go, or the way Anakin thinks it's going to go. <laughs> the
1: actual way it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: you're not you're not calming him down, you're doubling him down yeah, by giving him a mini-hit. So, enjoy the fruits of your own actions. Um, so, I had a favorite scene. I'm trying. I'm like trying to remember that we have two more episodes to go here, so let's pick it up. Uh, I had a favorite scene. It's when uh, the the droid hunters come for Plo Koon and his clones Aww. when they are in the pod, and Plo's like, "Okay, well uh, they're coming. I'm gonna go outside and fight them." And the clones are like, Boah. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna do what? And that's when Plo explains that I can survive in space, so you guys who have helmets, put them on. We're going outside. Wolf, stay in here. Good luck. I'm not sure how they manage that. It's not like there's like an airlock
1: on the escape pod. but a, I would assume there would be, actually, a, a, a very small one.
0: It, it, it was really snug in yeah. there, I guess. Everybody got to cuddle up.
1: Mm. So they
0: get out there, and we get lightsabers in space, mm-hmm. which is badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get... Uh, Plo grabs Sinker and throws him with the force.
1: We're losing the signal. The port can't take much more damage.
0: Sinker, your turn.
1: I'm on it, boss. Oh! Ah!
0: It was a really cool scene. Plo's relationship with his clones is fucking great. Like, he reiterates to them over and over because they keep saying, look, we're disposable. They're not going to come rescue us. Nobody's going to come rescue us. And Plo Koon doesn't say, I'm not disposable. I'm a Jedi master. They're going to come rescue me. He doesn't say that.
1: (laughs) Even though that's the truth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, even though that's super true. Uh, But it's not because the Jedi Council was not going to go rescue him. That's Anakin and Ahsoka went to go do that True, sure. uh, But he does tell them You're not disposable to me So I'm getting us out of this Sergeant, why are you so certain No one is coming
1: We're just clones, sir We're meant to be expendable
0: Not to me And like, oh,
1: I know, oh. I, I, I did get teary eyed a little bit when he said that But we're just expendable, so sir Not to me <laughs>
0: yeah, like, and he says it like it is law, like yeah. it is written in stone. No wonder they love him so much. Later on in the series, you will see a gunship that uh, that his 104th uh, carts him around in. And on the side of it, it's written in, I think it's Aura is like the Star Wars written language. Written on the side of it is some stuff in like a little painting of Plo Koon's face. And from what I understand, the translation of the writing around it is... <laughs> Plows, bros.
1: Oh my god!
0: They love him. He has inspired some pretty deep loyalty in his men, and you see in this episode why.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I and mean, a lot of Jedi do that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other. Fa- oh, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, when Ahsoka and Anakin jump out of hyperspace and they're in the debris field and they're looking around, and Palpatine gives them a call, <laughs> 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 and, he's, and Palpatine's like. Anakin, the Jedi Council, is furious, as if that's going to convince Anakin to change his mind.
0: Right. Well, that's why he said it, because he, what he was really calling him for is to verify where exactly he is mm-hmm. so that he can send the malevolence after him. Fucking Palpatine. I am convinced, over the, especially over the course of this arc, and really over the course of everything, Palpatine is watching this entire war go down like it's a soap opera. He's like, oh, you know what would be great? What if the malevolence came back right now? And they had to, like, they had to run away. They had to run away from the ion cannon. Oh, let's make it happen. Click, click, click. Call Dooku, bitch.
1: I mean. I need you to go
0: back to the thank you system. <laughs>
1: thank you. So- I mean, uh, I guess he gets bored sometimes with the shit he does, but that makes sense. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is, he, he's just keeping himself entertained. He's a trickster god. So, do we have anything else from episode two, Rising Malevolence?
1: Well, I love the scene where, you know, Anakin and Ahsoka finally find them. They get them in the ship, and then, oh shit, the malevolence Mm -hmm. is coming back. So they have to turn everything off. And they go through all this drama of turning off R2, and then they're waiting, and the whole time I'm shouting, the fucking medical droid, people. The medical
0: droid! The The fucking medical droid. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (sighs) Okay, so uh, moving on to episode three Shadow of Malevolence the Jedi Fortune cookie is easy is the path to wisdom for those not blinded by themselves Ooh. Mm. Uh, what's the announcer bit
1: <laughs> before I read this uh, for some reason I don't understand why they did this they do something really weird uh when they do the uh, the uh, in- intro so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an exaggerated version of it to make my point okay uh, okay all right so do it all right, here we go. A deadly weapon unleashed. The Separatist battleship Malevolence advances unopposed through Republic space, tearing apart any ship that stands in its path. After a daring rescue and narrow escape, Anakin Skywalker prepares a counterattack on the enemy enemy ship and its diabolical droid commander, General Grievous.
0: Was there a pause? There was that weird pause
1: in the middle of droid commander and the general part. And I'm like, why did they wait so long to finish that? And I'm, I figure it's because they know. were trying to fill out time maybe, but I don't know. It was weird. I
0: guess. So this is the first time Grievous gets name checked in the intro, right? Yeah. So, um, like I want to talk about Grievous, but he gets a lot of like background and character development throughout the course of the series. So all we really know about him at this point, other than the fact that he is voiced by Matthew Wood, welcome to the cast. Uh, is that he, like he's a he's a Kalish, but we don't even really know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, he all anybody really knows is that he is this mostly mechanical goddamn maniac mm-hmm. out there in space, just fucking things up. Yeah, like he he is he is an enemy, like capital all letters enemy. Yeah, they have got to take this guy
1: down. So with this episode, I'm going to introduce two new counters.
0: Oh <laughs> shit, girl! I cannot keep up with all of these counters. I'm
1: keeping up. You, I got it. I got you. I got you. Just you just, okay, you just okay, need okay. to do the, the Anakin red flag ones because that's going to be like ninety percent <laughs> of the counters. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add a no shit Sherlock Master Placoon counter.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey. Okay. Okay.
1: Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 talk about it in a second.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. do you, you will explain.
1: And how many... And the General Grievous saying impossible counter.
0: <laughs> really? Is that something he says a lot? I didn't even catch it.
1: Uh-huh. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Impossible!
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, so in this episode, we... Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka rescued Plo Koon. They have gotten away. Now we are going back and we're going to fuck up the Malevolence is what we're going to do. Uh, and so... For some reason, like, at the, the, we're sitting down, we've got all of these clones sitting down for, like, a mission briefing. Uh, Admiral Yulara is like, hey, uh, the combat strategy has been developed by General Anakin Skywalker. And nobody, like, runs away screaming. It's weird.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, Plo Koon is concerned immediately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? The only person who is worried is Plo Koon, who's like, uh, look, I know you didn't include me in this plan, but I'm joining you. I will, I will be there in my own fighter. I'm coming with you.
1: Well, and, and Ahsoka's like, oh, I know. It's her, your fighter's already ready. And he gives her that face. that, Like, what? <laughs> I'd already because foreseen a, this, so. <laughs>
0: right. So this is uh, something that they covered in the last episode. Ahsoka and, uh, and Plo Koon have history. He's the one who found her on her home planet and took her to the Jedi Temple. So they go way back. He has a nickname for her. It's adorable. Uh, so she knows that he's going to want to be involved. And can we please have some more adults on the ground for this one? Because holy shit. I know, right? Uh, so <sighs> Anakin's plan is to take Shadow Squadron, which is, you know, all of these guys who fly the bombers. Their their goal is maximum f- effectiveness, minimum casualties, which is an ad- admirable goal. Uh, led by a clone named Matchstick, which turns out to be unfortunate. And... uh yeah, they're going to fly this wing of, y- of Y-wing of bombers. These are Republic Y-wings, so they're a little beefier than the Rebellion Y-wings that we see in later films, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but this is the first time we see Y-wings, and they're going to take this wing of Y-wing bombers and go around. Their Their job is to fly around the ion cannon ring when it gets fired at them, basically leaving the fleet behind them to totally get fucked up by this thing, and then go blow up the bridge and kill Grievous. That is the
1: goal, right? Yep. Okay and meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: meanwhile my favorite scene your favorite scene my the best scene, scene of in this time. entire so, trilogy so yeah so we so we ended
1: last the last episode with dooku basically telling general grievous um you really fucked up and i'm gonna need to go talk to uh Darth Sidious about this so bye right. girl and yeah and he leaves but by the time this episode starts, I, you know, Dooku is there in uh, hologram form, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess Grievous has had some time to make up his, for his mistake because, uh, you know, he's been going around blowing up fleets and shit like that, and yeah. so they start off uh, showing the Malevolence blowing up more ships, and <laughs> one of the droids is like, wow, it's it's so much easier uh, to do this when the <laughs> ships are firing back. Why? This is a lot more fun when they're not shooting back. I still can't seem to hit anything. Davis, those battle droids are expensive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Daddy (laughs) Sidious only gives us so much money.
0: Yeah. Will you please don't break the droids? The Jedi don't treat their clones like that. And Grievous is like, fucking Jedi, love their clones too much. And Dooku's like, aha, nice segue into where I'm sending you next. We are totally going to mess with the Jedi and how much they love their clones because you're going to go attack a medical base Mm -hmm. that is basically a space hospital full of thousands of recuperating clones. You're going to go attack that, which is our next war crime. Yay! Yay! You don't get to attack medics. You don't get to attack hospitals. You don't attack clinics. No. It is, in fact, a war crime to even fire on someone who is clearly marked as a medic on an active battlefield. Mm -hmm. You don't shoot medics. You just fucking don't. But Grievous is like, yes, I am going to go and destroy every injured person. I possibly fucking can And so uh, the Republic gets word mysteriously, somehow, Somehow. God Mm. knows where, they somehow get word that the Malevolence is going to go attack this medical base that's close to Naboo. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, we got to get there first. And this is where uh, Lucas and I paused the show and geeked out about hyperspace travel for a little bit. Oh, no. Because the malevolence, as we have addressed, is huge, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing about, okay, so hyperspace travel. This came up in the previous episode because it was really down to the wire to being able to get away because R2 was calculating the hyperspace jump. You have to calculate your hyperspace jump every time you jump because space is always moving. Mm -hmm. everything that's got a gravity well planets comets entire nebulas and arms of the galaxy everything is always moving so you have to calculate the jump to calculate the probability of where things are going to be in your way from point a to point b and that has to happen every time and it Mm -hmm. has to be done by a computer unless you are like that guy uh brick from the (laughs) from the clone cadets episode his species can do it in their heads good for them um But you got to calculate that jump when you are part of that calculation is taking into account the size of the ship that you're moving Mm -hmm. because a bigger ship is going or ships or an entire fleet. You have to take into account the mass that you're trying to move because the larger the mass, the more likely it is to collide with an object to cross a gravity. Well, it's just, that's just physics. It's just because you are so huge. Uh, But the smaller the ship the more you can thread the needle and the faster you will be able to get through hyperspace because you're just not, you're just little. You don't have to account for that much space. So <laughs> when they're making the jump to to try and beat the malevolence to the, the Kaliba, is it Kaliba? Kalida, excuse me, medical station. Um, Anakin in his tiny two-seater bomber. And his wing of bombers and Plo Koon's one-seater fighter, much, much, much smaller profile than the Malevolence, right? Mm-hmm. So the one of the droids even points out when Grievous is like, why aren't we getting there faster? The droid's like, uh, we have to go around this nebula, like the long way, because we're huge. That's, that's why the Malevolence doesn't get there first. That's why they're actually able to, to beat the Malevolence there by seconds, but they still beat him there, even though they were late on the intel. Yeah. because of the mechanics of hyperspace travel and we geeked out about that for many minutes and that if that is not true geek love I don't know what is
1: uh a reliable uh pathway between different systems and different parts of the galaxy is called a hyperspace lane that is true mm-hmm. uh and they uh Disney is rolling out the uh High Republic series right now and I'm so excited uh-huh. There is a character that is a professional hyperspace lane uh, uh, discoverer. Like, they nice. they wander around the galaxy getting themselves into all kinds of shit, of course. Uh, but when mm-hmm. they figure out that they can travel from one system to the next safely, they document it and then they sell it to the highest bidder, of, uh, often selling them to crime lords.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, the hyperspace lanes move too, because all of space moves. Uh, but they're the they're the areas that are the, like the least wiggly, I guess. And yeah. because they're they're more trafficked, every time somebody travels that hyperspace lane, their data from their calculation gets upladed, uploaded to the network, to mm-hmm. the hollow network. And this, Which is why you need to have a Wi-Fi connection to travel in hyperspace.
1: Yeah, and, and depending on the size of the ship, you can only take certain paths anyway. And hyperspace lanes are mm-hmm. one of those paths. That's why in the later yeah. movie, in the in the, the recent trilogy, when the first order locks down the hyperspace lanes, it does restrict travel tremendously through the galaxy. So you can't just mm-hmm. hyperspace to the star that you're looking at and move forward. It's uh, that would actually be suicide. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: because you don't know because. Yeah. Because the hyperspace lanes exist for a reason, and also for a narrative reason, because uh, we you got to restrict travel somehow. Yep. People got to cross lanes somehow. <laughs> we just gotta. So anyway, uh, this wing of bombers and, and everything converges uh, not too terribly far from Naboo at the uh, at this medical station, which is run by uh, some Kaminoans, as one does, Aww. with just thousands thousands of sick and injured clones. Recovering, uh, and they are in danger now. Obi Wan radios ahead to the station, and he's like, "Hi, you're in danger." And she's like, "We can't go anywhere. Yeah, everybody's hurt here." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you got to. Uh, so start evacuating. I've called Naboo, and they're going to send over some ships to help you guys evacuate." And Naboo. and that's when Lucas was like, "Evacuate in what? Evacuate in style." <laughs> <laughs> like, Naboo ships? Like, we know you need to evacuate, so we're going to send you our Lamborghinis. I know. I know. <laughs> Just don't bleed on the upholstery.
1: <laughs> I believe the Caminoan's name is uh, Nala C. Uh, yeah, that's She Nala actually seems like a very nice Caminoan. Like, she legit cares mm-hmm. about the people at the medical center.
0: Right. Yeah. She actually. That like not all the Kaminoans are terrible. Mm-hmm. Not all of the Kaminoans uh, dehumanize the clones completely, um, but enough of them do.
1: Oh yeah, but it's for sure. But yeah, no. She, mm-hmm. you know, like when she's all, "Hey, we have to get all the stable patients out first because they're the ones that we can really move." And the uh, clone is right. like, "Yeah, but what about all the people in the Bacta tanks?" And she, she just looks at him and says, "I know." And she has that very sad face. oh mm-hmm.
0: Like, but but you still got to do what you can. Yeah, and so uh, uh, fun fact: uh, the medical station, uh, Kalida Station. I think it's Kalida. I may be saying that wrong.
1: Kalida Shoals Medical um, Center.
0: There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was designed after the space station in 2001: A Space Odyssey.
1: Oh, with oh. some changes
0: to it. If you look at the station straight from above, it it makes the Republic symbol, the sort of gear like Republic symbol. So oh. That's cool. I know. Oh so anyway, war crime is afoot, the malevolence is on its way, they're gonna attack this medical station. Holy shit, we gotta do something about it.
1: Well, before that, hold on, hold on. Uh so oh, whoa, whoa. uh in the uh in the nebula.
0: <laughs> oh god. The fucking space is full of wildlife. Problematic giant wildlife.
1: I love it so much. I love it. I love <sighs> I love that shit. I love giant hyperspace foils i love all that stuff i just yeah Um,
0: it's fucking great and it just well how do you not know how do you know about the bulmaro run but you don't know like Plo does that the bulmaro run is full of fucking giant manta rays
1: yeah i guess uh, there's some
0: gaps in your knowledge
1: (laughs) anakin acknowledges that he he knows about this uh, route because he overheard some uh scoundrels uh, and smugglers in tatooine talk about it
0: Right. Yeah, uh,
1: they probably left out the fact that there are giant whale stingrays floating around <laughs> in, the, in the goddamn nebula. So Master Plo is like, "Fucking Anakin, you fucking moron!" Oh my fucking god! Yeah did
0: what? You took us where? Yeah. Like, he's just—he is aghast.
1: Yeah, and so this is where I really—I I, I actually stopped the episode the first time I was rewatching this for the. I, I think I watched this, these episodes three times because I love the—I love this trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. Earlier in the episode. Master Plo Koon is all, so uh, Anakin, are your troops truly ready to do this mission? It's like, no Mm -hmm. fucking shit, Sherlock. See, there it is. Uh, Of course they're ready. (laughs) I'm not going to, like... I am not going to uh, ask these men to go risk their lives if I didn't think they were any good.
0: Right. But we do see later that Anakin does sort of overestimate their abilities because he expects everybody to operate on his level, and that's problematic.
1: Yeah, I know. So... (laughs) And, 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 but real the- quick though
0: real quick real quick before we leave the nebula uh those giant stingrays mm-hmm. remember at the end of ambush where yoda is sitting on a rock and like there's this little little critter that comes and lands on his finger yeah those are baby versions of this giant motherfucker what? that they're dealing with in the in the nebula yeah what that the the moon of Ragosa is one of their hatching
1: grounds oh my god
0: yeah so, fun. I love, I love this galaxy
1: so much. Anyway, so...
0: It's so cool. You so were saying.
1: The the next uh, no shit moment uh, from Master Plo Koon <laughs> was when when he realizes that what what, what they're doing, what, what route they're taking, and Master Plo's like, we must use caution. Okay, yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> He's there to be the Jiminy Cricket, okay? Yeah. Somebody's got to say it, because nobody else is saying, Anakin, can we be careful, please? I uh, haven't.
1: Okay. Can fair. we be careful, please? But, but like nobody else is saying it. <laughs> but he does it a lot. Like he does it throughout the whole series, I'm realizing. So <laughs> uh and here's a big difference between Vader and Anakin when Master Plo is like, Are you sure that you can do this? blah blah blah. Vader would have choked first choked his ass. Yes. And Anakin's like, uh yes. Anakin though is gonna be passive aggressive. Well if you'd like to come along, I would sure love to use your help.
0: Mm-hmm. You should come along. Maybe you'll fucking die and that'll be fun too. Yeah. Why don't you come see how cool I am?
1: <laughs> Yeah, so there, there, there's my no-shit Sherlock meter right there.
0: <laughs> so this, this episode begins, uh, what I'm going to start doing is keeping track of clones dying in ironic names that relate to their nickname. Oh, God. Because uh, we've got the three clones whose names we learned in this episode are Matchstick, Broadside, and Tag. They are all members of the 501st Shadow Squadron. Good for them. Matchstick... Uh, gets sideswiped by a giant fucking stingray in the nebula. And that turns out to be disastrous for him once they start engaging with the malevolence uh, because uh, a minor ding on the side of his ship, once the ship starts getting put into some kind of strain, leads to a fire in the cockpit that kills Matchstick and blows up his Y-Wing. Matchstick died on fire.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the, I, I can't, I can't follow up with that. Uh, I remember, di- didn't um, after he died, they had a shot of uh, going back into the bridge of the Malevolence and uh, Grievous asked them to, you know, turn the attack on, onto the medical center and the droid says, uh, I have a really bad feeling about this line.
0: Yes, yep. we get our first, I have a bad feeling about this of this arc i don't know i can't remember if we've had it before in clone wars but yeah yeah we got a, a bad feeling about this mm. um do you i mean we're yeah bleh.
1: i love all the callback lines they did the uh, uh anakin when it got close to malevolence uh, anakin's all watch those towers boys yeah mm-hmm. oh
0: they do that a lot throughout this and we'll see it in the next episode too um Oh, also, there's another callback, a visual one. The firing sequence for the Ion Cannon, because they do fire the Ion Cannon like a bunch of dicks at a bunch of defenseless ships. By the way, Grievous does successfully fire the Ion Cannon at three medical frigates that are evacuating injured clone troopers. And murders them. Fires the Ion Cannon and then destroys them. Yeah. Yeah. He just... We got to watch through the window as he murdered thousands and thousands of people. Yeah,
1: do do you want to know something ironic? If it wasn't for fucking Sidious... Grievous would have been successful. Huh? Well, Oh, because you,
0: Sidious I, is the one who told them, because in the form of Chancellor Palpatine, told got them the info, intel about where to go.
1: Yeah, Sidious is telling uh, Dooku, send this ship to this medical fleet, and then he turns right back around to the, the Jedi and is like, hey, I heard that, I had heard that uh, some motherfuckers are going to be rolling up on the medical center.
0: Uh, yeah so that but that is it's constant that's why this is his soap opera he's just like just throw them all in the battlefield see what happens it'll be great like he's such he is the phantom menace anyway
1: i am subscribing to your soap opera canon
0: <laughs> in the firing of the ion cannon. On the Malevolence, um, that whole animation sequence is was based on the firing sequence of the Death Star yeah. from A New Hope all the way down to, um, you know, in A New Hope, we've got those two troopers that are like right by the cannon as it goes by. They have to turn their heads because it's so bright. You have two droids turning their heads away from the beam of the ion cannon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just it's, it's really cool. Like at no point during Clone Wars do we ever forget where we came from. And I think that's fucking great. I love it. Uh, Anakin Skywalker red flag here Uh, he's taking this uh, somewhat depleted now R.I.P. matchstick um, group of Y-wing bombers to go the goal is to go blow up the bridge but they didn't take into account how uh, incredibly big and dangerous the malevolence is and Ahsoka has to point out to him that he can fly it he can make this bombing run to the bridge but none of the other guys behind him can like, his whole strategy was based on his skill level, not the clone's skill level, which is a lesson that he takes a while to learn. Yeah. But he's so, like, hyper-focused on he's gotta kill Grievous, he's gotta kill Grievous, he's gotta kill Grievous, that it takes Ahsoka and Plo Koon yelling at him and formulating another plan. Mm-hmm. And then presenting him with this entire other plan where we go and shoot the ion cannon instead of the instead of the bridge, and, and then Anakin gets Vader face- That moment where he's just like, oh, fuck, fine, fine, we'll go blow up the Ion Cannon.
1: This does lay the seeds of uh, Anakin's preference of doing shit by himself when he's doing Starfighter stuff, as Vader uh, eventually does a Mm fuck ton of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they do, they divert course, and uh, they go and uh, blow up the Ion Cannon and cripple the Malevolence. And Anakin mouths some words about being sad about all the lives that he lost, and maybe he is, but like, dude, it's your fault. You, this is your, and like there, there's Ahsoka and there's Plo Koon. They're right there, front row seats to watching this go down. But again, that's a red flag that we as Jedi have ignored.
1: Yay. Thank Ta-da. you. Thank you, Jedi. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Jedi. Okay. Because again, he's effective. He, still, he got the job done. So I guess we're going to let it go. Yeah. So do you have anything else for episode three?
1: God, I'm trying to think. Uh... Oh, here's a, here's a huge red flag. Uh oh, oh oh! Anakin Anakin uh, shows up to the medical center at the very end, and Nalasi is like, "Oh, Anakin, thank you so much. I'm all creepy and weird. Look at me." Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and and uh, she says to him, "You know, thank you so much for all the people that you saved. You have no idea how many lives you saved." And Anakin's like, "Yeah, I know, but I'm also feeling very bad about the troops I lost."
0: Right, and he's yeah. taking it really hard. Yeah, I mean, he does seem to, but like that doesn't. Like, that's got to slow you down in the moment, too, my dude. And it didn't. So he's he's got some, like, some after-action regret yeah, going on yeah. here. And thus is the, the continued conflict within the heart of Anakin Skywalker, which is, like, the whole plot of Star Wars.
1: Yeah. And then the episode ends with his uh, fucking Vader pose. Right! Yeah.
0: <laughs> the forever Vader pose. like, I him need him. to go
1: prepare. So he's going to go off and meditate and do that horrible fucking pose he does. <laughs>
0: It's wonderful, it's majestic, and you know you love it. Okay, Mm -hmm. moving on to episode four, Destroy Malevolence. Guess what we're doing in this episode? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Anyway. So the Jedi fortune cookie, top of the episode, is A plan is only as good as those who see it through. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool.
1: (laughs) Grievous in retreat, before the battleship malevolence could destroy... An Outer Rim clone medical base, a Republic strike force, under the command of Jedi General Anakin Skywalker, crippled the warship, disabling its dreaded ion cannon. Now the Jedi yeah, re- okay. <laughs> will see pursue the malevolence. Oh, okay. So they did, they did these <laughs> word like, pauses like, in, the, in the intro again. I don't know why they were doing that, other than the fill time. Yeah, it...
0: It fucked me up. so yeah. that's fun.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it fucked me up the first uh, time um, they did it. The last episode and this episode, I was like, "Why did they do that?" Uh, so anyway, I'm just making fun I don't of know. it.
0: So the Malevolence is busted. It, it, it's a, still a giant ship, and they're like, "Okay, the hyper the hyperdrive is is offline, and they can't jump away. So they're trying to limp away as best they can. They've got they're being fired upon." By all these Republic ships, and the Valevolence is still a giant fucking ship. Yeah. So they're not doing any damage. Yeah. Not really, not enough.
1: Yeah, and like, Obi-Wan's look. all, oh my god, I need more ships, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, everyone's busy with their own battles, Obi-Wan.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, can we, call, can we call Jedi Master Luminara Unduli? And I'm like, why you want her around? But all right.
1: Damn. So so we end last episode with the uh, droids giving Grievous the bad news about the state of the ship, and Grievous, of course, right. says impossible! And <laughs> they kind of repeat themselves a little bit at the beginning of this episode, because the droid's giving them right. similar information, but, like, a little bit more details. Well,
0: in the normal course of events, it would have been a week since the last time we watched this. Yeah. So, yeah, they gotta repeat themselves. Yeah, and yeah. The
1: and again, Grievous is all impossible! <laughs> <laughs>
0: as one does as
1: one does and this is really the episode where for me the battle droids just truly reveal themselves as Sidious's true uh dark and deep plot because these droids are so (laughs) fucking horrible and so incompetent and it's like so
0: Sidious Sidious is like here's the funding to build the biggest baddest compensation weaponry ship ever yeah uh, but I took the budget from your software upgrades on the battle droids. I know. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're more of a hardware kind of uh, government, not so much a software government. You know, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. They're they're chasing down the malevolence. The malevolence is fucked because eventually the Republic is going to get enough firepower together to destroy it. Yep. And it's, so it's a race between getting enough firepower there and to, to blow them up before they get their hyperdrive fixed and can flee to a separatist space. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Grievous is like, I'm super fucked. <laughs> and, and was it Dooku? Is it Dooku who tells him uh, that's okay. I'm sending you a hostage.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Count Dooku is like, we've arranged a surprise and, and you you'll be able to have a hostage so you can get the upper hand on the Jedi and Grievous right. is all no, I don't need that. I, I I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, you know. And and Dooku's mm-hmm. like, Girl, you fucked up. You need to like swallow your pride and do what I say.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of uh tension and not the fun, sexy kind between Dooku and, and Grievous right now. Eh. I'm kidding. It's not sexy. Are you saying no, it's I'm not kidding. sexy.
1: No, uh, Grievous is one of the few uh, Star Wars characters. I'm like, there's sex is not happening with that one.
0: No, that's not a thing. It's not a thing.
1: Dooku, yes. Um, uh, Grievous, no.
0: <laughs> but I will let's let's say he's not disqualified from sexy times simply because he has no functioning genitalia. That is not the thing. There right. are plenty of characters, and we will see, we will meet them as we go along that have no dick and are absolutely still ten thousand percent that have no reproductive systems biologically attached to their bodies and are still ten thousand percent fuckable. We will see them as we go along, but Grievous is not one of them.
1: Yeah. I agree. Right.
0: Normally I love I love to climb a villain, but he's just he's not. He's not it. Nothing about him does it for me. Yep. Sorry. Yep. So Grievous needs to buy some time. Meanwhile, Palpatine <laughs> Fucking sends Padme on a secret mission to go negotiate with the banking clan and get them to leave the separatist movement.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Senator and- Amadala, I want you to jump in your adult toy ship. <laughs> <laughs> And fly to meet with the Supreme Executive of the Banking Clan. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Take only one protocol droid with you. Hello, C-3PO. Welcome to the story. Hi, C-3PO.
1: <laughs> with Aunt, uh, played by Anthony Daniels.
0: Yes, of course, always and forever. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, we get Padme and we get three PO, and they're like doop a doop a doo. Gotta be diplomatic, doop a doop a doo. Oh my god! Yep. Comes out of hyperspace right in front of
1: the malevolence. I love that. Holy that, shit! That, that shot is so awesome. Ugh. Like it's it, 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 it's like imagine my surprise coming out of hyperspace. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I love how Amidala is not immediately like, "Hey, I'm gonna change. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna change direction real quick." She's all. Oh, let me sit here and keep heading towards it while I'm in shock.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any way that you can, like, steer around it at that point. No. It's two, it's almost three miles of ship. Yeah. Like, she she's essentially in a tic-tac. Like, she can't, <laughs> there's no, there's no steering. There's no, no direction she can change that she can get far enough away from it.
1: Yeah, which is the point. Like,
0: that thing's got reach. So, which it does. It reaches out with a a tractor beam, grabs her and starts pulling her in, but not before she can have a quick conversation with Anakin and let him know that she's there.
1: Oh, God.
0: Which is where we reach uh, Anakin's other, uh, the next red flag, which is he lets the fact that Padme is on board that ship, even though she is screaming at him, do not let him use me as a hostage. You keep shooting at the malevolence. I'll get me out of here. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. He lets the fact that Padme is there uh, rule his emotions in that moment. And he calls off the attack on the malevolence.
1: Yeah. And And, and, and then Plo Koon and Obi-Wan give him that look.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, (laughs) they're totally boning, aren't they? Yeah, they're totally boning. Like that's, (laughs) that's the look there. But then Anakin's like, don't worry, I'm going to go rescue her. It's going to be great. And Obi-Wan's like, I'm going with you. And then as he walks away. Plo Koon says, M- one of my favorite lines in the episode.
1: There he goes again, craving adventure and excitement.
0: Did you catch that one?
1: I did. I did.
0: Ah, oh, the callback to Yoda. Hm.
1: Adventure. <laughs> excitement. Jedi <laughs> craves not these things.
0: Oh, oh love it.
1: Well, not every Jedi. (laughs) Some.
0: Yeah, a Jedi should maybe not crave these things because that makes you Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) That's what he was really saying. He was paraphrasing to Luke later on. But anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, they're off on a rescue mission in the Twilight to fly over to the Malevolence.
1: Which Obi-Wan is oh so supportive of the whole time. Never says (laughs) anything wrong and anything negative whatsoever.
0: So, but, okay, I, as often is the case, I'm with Obi Wan on this one because Anakin's plan is.
1: The enemy's sensors are obviously damaged, so we'll sneak in behind them and dock at the emergency airlock. That's
0: your plan. Just fly there, land, hope they don't spot us, and walk in the door.
1: Basically. Okay, Obi Wan knows Anakin, and he knows goddamn well that that's how it's gonna go. <laughs> there was no <laughs> other way. And then, uh, and it, on, on top of that, uh,. Obi-Wan's like, what about a plan B? Motherfucker, he doesn't have a plan B. He never has a plan B. Ever. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Ever.
0: Plan B is kill everyone. Do you really want to accelerate to plan B? Yeah, I know. know, We're getting on that ship.
1: Did you catch this? Obi-Wan seemed uh, more delighted than normal.
0: Uh, About what?
1: Just everything. Like, he had a... He had more of a smile on his face, especially in the ship when uh, him and Anakin were heading over to the Malevolence, and Obi-Wan's like, so what's your plan, you know? Uh, And Obi-Wan's like, I'm just gonna sit back and watch this bullshit go down, because I know like, because at this point, I in my mind, I have zero doubt that Obi-Wan knows that he and and Anakin and Padme are boning.
0: Oh yeah, that is the worst kept secret in the galaxy.
1: Uh, But yeah, uh, Obi-Wan's all like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, Mm -hmm. yes, girl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Sit here and watch this with a big-ass smile on my face the whole time.
0: Well, yeah. Well, at this point... You know, we've we've been fighting uh, and struggling with the malevolence for for three episodes, right? And up to this point, the malevolence has been responsible for, and and minutes prior even, has been responsible for the wanton slaughter of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of troops. And they finally got it crippled, unable to hurt anybody, and on the run. So I think Obi-Wan is entitled to maybe relax and smile a little bit at this point. Yeah, okay.
1: I, but yeah, you know. But you
0: can be annoyed by it if you want. That's okay. I, I Your feelings by are it, still but valid. I was like,
1: okay, if you're going to take glee and being part of this and smile, uh, you could at least like tone down the sarcasm just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, nope.
0: if he tones down the sarcasm, then something's wrong. Like, check him. Is he got a fever? Is he okay? <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with everyone? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Hashtag fact. Hashtag fact.
0: So. uh the thing is, you know, they dock and they're going to go rescue Padmé. At this point, Padmé has like 90% rescued herself, which is where she, Clone Wars Padmé is uh I'm sorry, Natalie Portman superior to movie
1: Padmé. Far superior.
0: She's she's not waiting around to be rescued. And like this is where we start to see where Leia fucking gets it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love the scene. Not in the movies. I love the scene where uh Grievous and the battle droids are on the bridge with her adult toy ship. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the droids are like, huh, for some reason, the, she had set up the engines to explode.
0: <laughs> and then and then, Grievous just like shoves them out of the way. And he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm leaving. And We're does nothing to get the droids out of there. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, you guys can blow up. I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no, okay, let's all evacuate in orderly fashion. It's like, fucking move. There, there's
0: no, we got to get out of here. No. It's, I got to get out of here. Because Grievous is terrible. Just terrible. Uh, he's uh, so funny. I, yeah (laughs) So uh, shenanigans ensue Because now there are There's two Jedi and R2-D2 And Padme and C-3PO Loose on the Malevolence Which, reminder, is a fucking huge ship It's so big that In the middle of the ship They have their own like mass transit system Mm -hmm. just Like a, a, a game of space frogger Across the middle of this ship With just trains whizzing by In every direction and by every direction, I mean two directions. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. They're only going left or right. But yeah. And so that uh, sets us up for some delightful uh, train top chase scenes.
1: Yeah. Uh, after <laughs> Which are really cool. After the ship explodes in the Hainer, uh, we see brand new types of battle droids. Fireman mm-hmm. droids. <laughs> and they're horrible at their job. <laughs>
0: They're about as good at their job as battle droids are good at anything. My
1: God, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking brutal. Like, it was... I, so I, d- I did feel it was a bit much, but I still laughed at it. But the, the battle droid with the with the water hose and suddenly he loses control of it and it goes everywhere. That's... It was... Right. That was fucking hilarious.
0: It's awesome. And like, if those are the moments where we are reminded that um this is a kid's show. It's on the Cartoon Network. Yeah. <laughs> we need to throw them a, a silly little bone every now and then, okay? Yeah. <laughs> because... It can't just be for the grown Um So yeah, they they embark on their rescue mission and uh, things. Everybody gets separated. Everything is all
1: over the place. Yeah. So um, yeah. So pa- Padme gets some kind of communication out.
0: Did so you say? Did you say
1: Padme? I did. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Padme. Side note.
0: No, it's okay. Because it reminded me when when my son was very little. When he was like three or four, he couldn't say Padme Amidala. He called her Padme Armadillo. <laughs> It was the sweetest thing. So you said that, and I was like, oh, Padme, Padme armadillo.
1: Now I'm picturing Padme with like a big, like, exoskeletal back thing. (laughs) And then she can curl into a ball and start rolling.
0: uh... That's hot. That's hot. hot. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, every. So Padme. I'm sorry. Padme armadillo (laughs) in the thank you system.
1: Yeah, she is. Yeah, so she she gets out of communication, and you know they have this whole conversation. And they devise a plan, uh, and 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 Grievous is all, "Hey, have you heard anything?" And the battle droid's like, "Yeah, we've we we discovered there was a communication internally in the ship," and Grievous is no. all, "And." And is <laughs> like, oh, that's it. We didn't get, we didn't get to hear it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't actually catch what they said. We just saw that it happened. And did he punch that guy's head off?
1: No, he just went. Oh. <laughs> at this At this point, <laughs> we're just realizing if he's going to kill every droid that's incompetent, he's not going to have very many droids.
0: Right. Then a, it would take a while, and b, you don't have anybody anybody left at the end of it. Um, they do eventually like patch into their comms and figure out what the movements are, which is that Anakin is off to save Padme. Mm-hmm. And they almost get to smooch; It doesn't quite work out. Uh, whereas uh, Obi Wan uh, is on his way to make sure that the repairs on the hyperdrive of the Malevolence don't happen.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh <laughs> yeah. So when Pat when, when they get to the when they get to the middle train part, I laugh my ass off when Patney's all, "Oh shit, we're in trouble! Push c 3 P over." <laughs>
0: <laughs> because that's her default. She's constantly fucking doing that. She did that in the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars where I she's know. like 3 po go get shot at for me. And now she's just like boink and just and so <laughs> then uh, Obi-Wan's like fine I'll get the droid. Oh, I lost your droid. Uh Anakin figure out the droid. And Anakin's like R2 figure out the droid.
1: Yeah. And it's funny that Anakin's like I know C3 I know R2 can take care of C3PO cuz
0: Yeah. So he said, he said, R2, that's when we get a fun little sidebar of R2 rescuing C3PO and they bicker in the hallways of the Mlevelins. So it's really cute.
1: <laughs> it's um, dangerous. Fucker, it's dangerous everywhere. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> We're in a war. Come on. Yeah. Um, My favorite scene in this episode is the Obi-Wan Grievous fight.
1: Oh, because... oh, oh, oh. Well, uh, hold on. Before we get there. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do want to. I do want to shout out to the most uh, intelligent battle droid in the entire series. Uh, oh, yeah! So there are three battle droids that are prepared to shoot at the Jedi, and one <laughs> battle droid's like, "No, fucking wait!" <laughs> that that battle droid is a fucking genius compared to everybody else.
0: Because the two next to him were like pew pew, and the Jedi didn't even try. They're just like ping, yeah, bounce the shots back.
1: Yeah, uh, that was fucking great. And so he goes gets out to Super droid. Battle droids and they blow up they blow up the track. Okay.
0: Yes. Um so Obi-Wan is headed towards the hyperdrive, but Grievous meets him there, and there's a whole bunch of droidicas on these like really narrow Shut walkways. Uh, and Grievous jumps into the scene and he says, What? <laughs> <laughs> Which it's so it's such a like a, a weird moment because chronologically this is the first time uh, of Grievous saying uh, Grievous starting the hello there thing with Obi Wan but this episode of course came out after the episode three movie mm-hmm. in which Obi Wan said hello there to Grievous and like oh I see what you did I see what you did there ah anyway that fight scene was great because Obi Wan um, it is easy to forget. When we are in awe of Master Yoda and and his horror of of crazy spinny jumpiness on the field or um, Anakin Skywalker's undeniable power, it is easy to forget that Obi-Wan Kenobi is every bit as talented and powerful a Jedi as Anakin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just not Anakin about it. But when you corner him with like a dozen droidicas and General Grievous, he does fine. He's just fine. He, went, he did what you're supposed to do, I think, with all droid cause, which is ball him up and use him as a bowling ball.
1: Mm-hmm. I read a, uh, a thing about this scene in particular, um, uh-huh. like the way that Obi-Wan force-pushed the droid to cause and all that kind of stuff.
0: Droid to cause.
1: Supposedly mm-hmm. in episode three, uh, Ewan McGregor discussed how they trained for a very, very, very long time. Uh, and he was going to have this huge epic scene where he was going to destroy all these droids and cars right in front of Grievous in that scene where he confronts Grievous in episode three. But they mm-hmm. cut that scene out entirely. And all he ends up doing is he uh, force pulls the thing from the ceiling and smashes the droids mm-hmm. below. Oh, okay. Uh, and a lot so were, of folks... So they were bringing that back? Yeah. So a lot of folks were theorizing that this scene was an acknowledgement of that because apparently some of the things that uh, Obi-Wan did in this scene... Obi Wan in Episode Three was gonna do like force push the droid of cars and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, yay. yay! Well, I'm glad I'm glad he got to
1: do it. So that's amazing in animated form. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Poor good, McGregor. Catch, good catch, Good <laughs> catch.
0: Love it. Yeah. So I I love that scene. I love that the chase uh, goes out on trains and they're playing Frogger and and uh, Obi Wan gets to do like a sarcastic little finger salute wave thing. Like <laughs> he got away and. I just I love it, and Grievous is so fucking frustrated,
1: so pissed at this point, beyond pissed. Yeah, so pissed that he will jump in his own fucking ship and pursue them and leave the malevolence behind and to try to blow their asses away.
0: Yes. So uh, the Jedi, everybody makes it back to the Twilight, and they take off. Do and Grievous jumps into his ship. Do you know the name of Grievous's ship? No. It is called Soulless One.
1: Oh God. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Soulless One is uh, a customized Fethon Otra Scalable Assemblies Belbalab Twenty Two Starfighter.
1: I've never heard of that.
0: I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. I just wanted to say it. Fethon Otra Scalable Assemblies Belbalab Twenty Two Starfighter. <laughs> what? Why did it have to be? Okay. Amazing. He couldn't have just had a, a ship. Had to be like six hundred words later.
1: So, uh, are we going to talk about the sexism in a se- uh, right now? Uh,
0: which one? Which bit? Which
1: bit, which bit? Uh, the the bit
0: the bit where where Ahsoka has been running around in this entire theater of war in a tube top. That bit, or uh, what, what? What are you talking about?
1: Uh, yeah. So, Anakin tells Padme, "Hey, I have a plan." Uh, so they go to the bridge, and after they deal with the droids, Anakin's all. Oh. okay so uh we, this we is need before some- they left the malevolence, yeah they're so on the bridge we need of the malevolence. someone to uh clean up all the droids droid bodies, so the other droids that come in don't think anything happened, oh, and I'm going to I'm going to sit down and do a bunch of uh reprogramming,
0: yes, he just straight turned and was like, i'm gonna do this, somebody needs to clean up, yep, and I really feel like that was a glimpse into their marriage. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So, yeah. And some, and I, I turned to Lucas at that point and I was like, who's going to pick? Droids are fucking heavy.
1: Mm-hmm. They're really fucking uh, had
0: heavy. Had supposed to clean all of that up? Apparently she did, though. Yeah. So,
1: And then Anakin's all, you done with the housekeeping?
0: <sighs> <laughs> okay, I did the big brain work. You did the cleaning. That's great. Let's go. But while they're... Uh, so they, they leave. While they're on the ship, though. This is another one of my favorite moments in the episode. Uh, they're flying. Anakin and Obi-Wan are at the controls. They're flying. They're trying to evade. They're being chased by Grievous mm-hmm. and they're being chased by other fighters. And they gotta, like, they do, yeah, they gotta protect themselves. And Anakin's like, is anybody gonna get on the guns? And before Obi-Wan can say anything, Padme's like, I'm on it. And she goes and gets a hold of the gun controls, which is like this weird periscope thing, and starts shooting. Obi-Wan looks at Anakin and goes, she seems to know her way around.
1: Oh, God, Obi Wan.
0: Dot dot dot. Your personal ship. <laughs> dot dot dot. What the fuck, Anakin? Anakin has this look on his face, like uh, uh. Oh, hey, look, we're in a fight yeah. right now. Anakin
1: has the we've we fucked in the chair you're sitting in right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows her way around her husband's personal ship. Yeah, she knows. Mm-hmm. She knows. So does Obi Wan. Everyone knows. <laughs> the only person who doesn't know that everyone knows is Anakin. He thinks that they have got this shit on lock, and mm. nobody knows about it. Oh my god!
1: Well, I think C. I think C. Three P. O. doesn't know either. He's a little oblivious. Are you sure,
0: because he's no, he's always there though. Oh, that's true. He's he's her personal secretary. He was Anakin's droid. He knows. Do you think he's
1: in the room he while just- they're?
0: <laughs> um, I'm kidding, I'm not. kidding.
1: I'm dirty. I'm, I am a dirty-fying uh, Clone Wars today. I'm sorry, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And that's okay. I'm with you. Um, so anyway, the typing that Anakin was doing back on the bridge while he had the little woman do some tidying up, uh, that was him repro- reprogramming the Navi computer that calculates hyperspace jumps because they were not able to to wreck the hyperspace drive mm-hmm. before they left. Okay. So... Grievous is out in his in Soulless One. they are in the Twilight. They're they're fleeing the scene, and Grievous is chasing them away. Uh, Dooku calls, and he's like, "So, are you going to be rendezvousing with us anytime soon?" <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> no, the answer is no. Grievous is in so much fucking trouble because what happens to the malevolence? It blows up. It blows up because somebody hacked the navicomputer to calculate their next hyperspace jump to be directly into a moon.
1: But which do you think pisses Dooku off more? The fact that the Malevolence has been destroyed? Or the fact that he got hung up on?
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. Grievous straight up hung up on Dooku. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. We can replace the ship. We cannot replace this disrespect
1: (laughs) in this moment.
0: I'm amazed Grievous survived beyond this episode. I am too. That
1: That was my... Because I forgot completely that Grievous fucks up this bad, and then hangs up on. He Dooku. fucks up hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like whoa.
1: Yeah, but but there was a. Uh, I did watch a uh, you know one of those Star Wars fanboy YouTube channels about uh, what Dooku thought the uh, the plan was in terms of how the Clone Wars were actually going to end and what he foresaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he since he was Grievous was nothing going to be nothing more than a patsy anyway.
0: Well, yeah, no, he was a useful idiot, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it, it makes sense that Dooku would keep him around for that purpose.
0: Mm. Okay, I can see that. Um, so, hey, I think that's it for the, the Malevolence arc. What do you think? Like, arc overall, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I, I uh, this is one of my favorites, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. This is really, this, this, demonstrate, this demonstrates the full power of the Clone Wars series, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Has all the characters I love. Battle droid comedy is a plus <laughs> plus, uh, and uh, you know what? What can I say? The only thing that's missing is some lightsaber action in terms of like having another force user battle it out. Yeah. But you know that we'll get to that. <laughs>
0: But it I think that that was important because we do need to see that there are parts of this war, big, very consequential, damaging parts of this war that don't involve lightsabers at all. It is not just space wizard versus space wizard, yeah, thousands of lives hang in the balance, yeah, and these as these war machines clash in the vacuum of
1: space yeah uh, bah, bah, bah. uh but yeah, I love it, and uh, uh, I don't know when the next trilogy is, but uh I'm Oh, uh, let it. me
0: look. Because I have a handy-dandy Um, So the next thing that we're going to be covering is like, uh, we're, we'll have to talk about that. But as far as trilogy, no, we've got a couple of two-offs um, about droids. And oh. then there's the whole thing about the Dooku and the pirates. Oh, and, right. Yeah. That one I like. Yeah, that's I, I that's coming going. up in okay. a little while.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about that. Okay. So, Stephanie, before I, we wrap things up today, I have some feedback for you.
0: Oh, we have feedback? Uh, I feedback. Give me the feedback. Uh,
1: at about 15 minutes after I published uh, the last episode, uh, I had <laughs> almost in unison uh, several friends message me <laughs> in all uh-huh. capital letters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? About Star Wars? They're very excited about Star Wars? Uh, That's no, awesome. Uh,
1: Arboreal Bukaki. Uh, <laughs> seems to have taken off. Uh, so, congratulations!
0: There it is. That's my posterity. That's my yeah. legend.
1: Uh,
0: my children can remember me always yeah. as the arboreal uh, bukaki lady.
1: A, uh, one friend of mine asked, "Is there a website?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make one. I'm not. I'm sure it's available
1: somewhere out there. I'm sure there is uh, cedar tree sex
0: anyway so i uh let's getting back to star wars um i really love this arc i think it shows you everything that it's, it's a really good like showcase of like clone wars like space battles and droids and then there are space wizards and lots of like intrigue and just fucking great um let's talk about what we're going to talk about next time
1: okay what are we talking about next time so
0: Stephanie? next episode is season one episode five rookies it's very clone heavy Uh, but then right after that is a twofer about droids so we can either try and cover all three of those in one episode or we can give rookies its own episode and then do the droids episodes in their own as well i think rookies uh should get its own episode
1: i agree i i like i remember rookies and i like that episode a lot so let's do that and Mm -hmm. skip the droids episode i mean i mean what uh what
0: what we can't skip it we're not skipping it i know oh I know. no look look no, you all it's not that to. i'm
1: hate i'm not trying to hate on on star wars uh but there are some clone wars episodes that just bore the shit out of me and i'm i'm very sorry about that
0: oh girl this isn't even the boring droids episodes I know. that comes later i
1: know i this know this is
0: uh this is there's some 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 shit goes on with r2d2 he goes on a little adventure I, is what happens I in love those R2. episodes but right but for um I agree, R2. Mm. Uh, next episode, we will be talking about season one, episode five, Rookies. It's going to be fucking great because it's clones, all clones all the time. And, and
1: side note, uh, uh, I definitely recommend if you're, if you're a Star Wars fan that likes to read books and stuff like that, the, the High Republic stuff is looking really, really cool. I can't wait for it to come out. Mm. There's a bunch of preview content that's out now. Check it out. It's super, super cool.
0: Ooh, Okay. Yeah. Um, So I think that's it for today. Do you have anything else?
1: Nope. That's it.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, So then, hey, everybody, thank you uh, for listening, for sticking with us uh, for this, uh, what is probably going to be a slightly longer than usual episode. We'll see how the final edit works out. Um, If you want to contact us, you can reach us on the social medias on Facebook, Instagram, And TikTok, are we anywhere else? Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) Sometimes I even remember that we have a Twitter account. Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas.
1: You can also uh, subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and any other one of your favorite podcast platforms that nobody else uses but you.
0: Because you are so cool and so smart
1: and and so groovy, but I would really prefer that you go to iTunes or groovy. Spotify and leave a review, a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you could, please leave a review. It's the kind of thing that like goose's the algorithm and gets more listeners, and more listeners means more attention for us. And God, we love that.
1: We sure do. And
0: that that encourages us to keep making episodes. So, <laughs> and we would like to keep making episodes because it provides a a glorious escape into another world. A fantasy world in which the machines of fascism and democracy are clashing, but in space, in space with wizards.
1: People die in the thousands every single day. Yay!
0: <laughs> Yay! Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> I'm questioning our entire escapism now. Uh, but, but there's a, a, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is there and he's sexy. Okay, okay.
1: <sighs> anyway, y'all, thank you for listening. Thanks
0: for listening. We're gonna go not cry in a corner right now, I promise.